Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 65 of Solid Saturday. The guest we have today, Bill Dolan, is an Emmy-nominated TV director, author and speaker. He is a president and creative director of Spirit Media, a digital video marketing agency specializing in video production, live event production, direction, webcasting and content marketing for profit and non-profit organizations. Bill has produced live events from 500 to 250k people, directed national and international broadcasts for millions and has acted as director and creative consultant for hundreds of organizations from Fortune 500 companies to global ministries. In 1999, Bill had a tech experience that challenged his worldview and approach to communication and marketing. Years of research led him to write the book, The Seven Disciplines of Relationship Marketing. Today, he is a recognized authority, national speaker and workshop trainer of the seven DRM strategy. Wow, it is truly motivational and inspiring for all of us. And I'm really, very grateful to have him as a, one of the guests on Solid Saturday. So let's just welcome him and hear more about his career journey, how did he find his area of interest and managing to lead that area. Hello Bill, very happy to have you on the show and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show. It's, a, it's an honor to meet you and to be here with you this morning. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. You being here actually, and one of the guests for the Solar Saturday. So to begin with, our first section is about passion and interest. So how did you find your interest in the television films and digital video marketing? What motivates you to be in this field? What's well, interesting? I I, uh, I originally thought I wanted to be a television reporter. And, uh, um, and when I was in high school and I was studying in high school and I was like the news editor of our paper and I was on the speech team. And so I, I was kind of wrapped around some of these things, but it was the end of the year and it was my last year of high school. And they asked me to produce the, the slideshow, the program that would summarize our, our four years in high school here in the Western United States. And I thought, okay, that'll be fun. And I started doing the process and it was so it was so fun it was it was an opportunity to say how can i help people walk down a, an intellectual journey to, re to have a ret retrospect of what we did but also what did they feel and so when the morning came that i actually showed the program there was about 1500 kids in our school there was points where you could tell they were interested and there was points where they they smiled a little uh -huh. and then there was a point where they kind of got tears in their eyes. Mm -hmm. And as I watched them, I started to get tears in my eyes. And I realized in that moment that while I think a lot of us might have one or two really close friends and maybe a handful of others that we would call associates or maybe a part of our community, mm -hmm. but there was 1,500 kids in our school and they were just a sea of faces that passed me every day. And I really didn't know them. But in that moment, when I produced that media, uh -huh. I had the rare privilege of touching their mind and their heart in a very powerful way. Uh -huh. And it changed me. 
it, it made me realize that this was not only something that I was probably pretty good at, that I had some natural skills, but I wanted to be able to use my life to do something that would impact people in a powerful way. And that ultimately led to me going to college and studying television and landing a job here in the United States when I was only 20 years old while I was still in college. Uh-huh. And it was like, it was like a dream come true. It really, it launched me into this whole area of TV and entertainment. Wow. Like, it's like very early realization, actually. Because most of the kids, uh, they struggle to find their interest. But you found it really, very ugly. And that's really, very fascinating to see. So uh, thank you so much for sharing that's how you landed up in being in the television and video, digital video marketing. So moving towards our next segment is about questions from the audience where I have shortlisted a couple of questions for you. So the first question under that segment is how message strategy differs from for different platforms like television, web, live, etc. That's a great question. It's an excellent question. I mean, first, let's just start with the basis. And that really has to do with message strategy. It's important to review that for a minute because in my book, I really talk about first, 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 know your audience. Mm-hmm. Because messaging, when we, most people do messaging, and they're mostly thinking about themselves. What do I want to say to the world? But the truth is, is that we don't buy business to business or business to consumer. We buy people to people. Mm-hmm. And so when we start first by knowing our audience really, really well, mm-hmm. um, it's, it changes our messaging from just blasting out something to the world to possibly writing a love letter that becomes very powerful, very personal. Now, once you get that messaging to that right audience, not to everybody, but to the audience that you feel called to serve, now you can start thinking about those mediums. Now, in the case I grew up in television, And most television mediums, we're talking about blasting it out to a lot of people. So unless it's a niche programming, and I say niche, like, for example, if you did a a show about elephants, for example, Mm -hmm. there's going to be people that are nature lovers or elephant lovers or fascinated with natural type of things like that. That is one niche. If, for example, I put that on television show about the business network, I might be talking to business people. So the medium um, plays a role in that it is blasting out a large scale, but hopefully to the right niche, because that still has to, has to be your driver. Am I talking to the right people? Yeah. Now, in television, um, there's a lot of noise out there. So it's really important to be able to be distinctive. That's one of the reasons if you're watching television, I don't know in your country, but I'll tell you in the United States, when a commercial comes on, it's always louder. <laughs> and they're, tr- they're trying to get your attention. It's a traditional human behavior. If I can talk louder or longer, mm-hmm. which is a, really a bad way to, to talk, <laughs> it's, that's the attention that people are trying to get. Um, but where it really gets powerful is knowing that we have a thing in our brain called the reticular activating system. Mm-hmm. And it's the part of that brain that wakes up when something relevant and meaningful is in front of them. Otherwise, we let everything disappear. For example, right now, you know, you're wearing clothing. 
but, and you probably felt it when you put it on, but right now you don't feel it because it's not important right now. <laughs> and all those messages dis disappear. That's the way messaging is. So if you're doing television, you have to do something that rises above the noise that gets their attention, but is very targeted. Now let's say radio, quick jump to radio. Uh -huh. Now you're talking about resonating with an acoustic signature. What is happening in the mind relative to the voice, the brand, the score, the music, the taste. Uh -huh. So you have um, a more limited audience, um, but it really can be powerful. Again, if you're very targeted with the right programming, and I'll just pick one more, just say social media. Uh -huh. Social media, which I think is how you and I got connected, yes. um, is such a powerful medium. Mm -hmm. And when you go and you post on social media, whether it's one of the feed ones or like, and I say feed ones, LinkedIn is a feed-based, um, Instagram is feed-based, Facebook is feed-based. In other words, just has a feed that goes... The, to be able to, to get people's attention or what we call feed stoppers mm -hmm. really has to do with that reticular activating system again. Will you be able to say something, ask something, propose something that will cause people to go, wait, that's triggering something that's important to me. Mm -hmm. and, um, and for some, you get the option of, of doing a narrative. For some, you get the option of doing a score, I like music. And for some, you have the option of, of, um, of uh, doing a hybrid of multimedia. But whatever you do, this is, a long, this is a long answer to your question, I'm sorry. Yeah. Whatever you do, it has to be meaningful. Mm -hmm. and, and if it's a first touch point, it's gotta be efficient. Because mm -hmm. people will give you the pr most precious gift they can give you. And that's their time. And if you, they give you a tiny bit of time, you want to make sure you overwhelm them with value. Mm -hmm. And that way they say, I'm going to come back. Mm -hmm. So the like lot of valid points that you are mentioning here. Mm -hmm. And there is one more question, which is along the same line, actually, because you are mentioning a lot more things that you have to think about your audience. Your message should be relatable or it should be like loud enough. Uh, depending upon the platform you are in. So when it comes to branding, how can you make sure that it's relatable to the audience or can capture people's attention? Or what's your effective strategy for it? Well, I always describe branding. You know you're a good brander. If think of a brand like a friend mm -hmm. that you know so well that you can describe that person to somebody else. And you can say, they're like this, they're fun, they're energetic, they're kind, um, they are thoughtful, really smart, and oh, you really would love to meet them. Mm -hmm. So a brand is a great brand when it can be personified in a way that people think, I'd like to meet that person. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, there's also the visual representation of the brand. Now, does the visual representation honor that? Mm -hmm. Does the message honor that? You know, but when you think about who your audience is, your brand should be the kind of thing that someone says, I'd really love to get to know you. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have you in my inner circle. Uh -huh. And I'm excited about sharing you with my friends. And oh, by the way, when I say your brand, 
I look better for it. Because uh-huh. it's really, seriously, that's one of the things about brand exercises, especially in the commercial space, uh-huh. is marketing in general is constantly telling us that we aren't good enough. Mm-hmm. But you'll be better if you buy my product. <laughs> you'll, be pr- you'll be prettier if you buy my product. You'll be more uh-huh. successful if you buy my product. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, the idea is that we're secretly selling inadequacy in mm-hmm. hopes that you'll see our product as being the key to making you adequate or better. Mm-hmm. or provide that transformation. And so that does weave into the idea of a brand. That when you have a brand that someone says, if I attach myself to that brand, I'll be better. I'll be smarter. I'll be mm-hmm. more successful. I'll be more cool. I'll be more pretty. I'll make more money. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just feel better about myself. Those are, those are the heart of great brands. So it is always important that you are coming up with some value, right? Uh, whenever you think about the brand or whether it comes to the content you are generating, um, it's all about people and they can feel relatable more. Right? So if it is valuable, definitely more audience can feel relatable. More people can look into your you as a brand and want to connect with you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, the next segment, which is uh, like a fun segment and here what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three words which are more or like associated with your profile so it is not like something like a random I'm going to take the so three words and you have to tell me what comes to your mind immediately so are you ready okay I'm ready yeah so the first word is television impact um, second one is live sessions which is happening a lot more nowadays. Say that again. What is what? Live, live sessions, live recording or live sessions. Kind of. Hmm. Engagement. Mm-hmm. And then uh, video marketing. I think of consuming the senses. Wow, you are very good at it actually because you just came up with like a replacement word for those. <laughs> like really great. Uh, because a lot of times it is hard to describe the terms even though we say that, you know, I'm interested in this area or something. When it comes to explaining someone or telling them what you are interested in or what you are doing, it's very hard to put it into the short words. And I think you did like a great job. So thank you so much. And, oh, good, good, good. <laughs> Uh, because you gave like only one replacement word, which is like very hard to give for anybody actually. But thank you so much. And uh, moving towards our next segment, which is exploring your career, work and volunteering. So I have gone through your profile and there is so much to explore about your profile. But just to fit it into the timeline, I have two, two questions for you under that segment. One is about your early career, which you did for the uh, ABC Corp and which was like, Moreover, working for yeah. Walt Disney for mm-hmm. 13 years almost, and that is also like an initial era of like you know television and everything. This is 1982, 19, kind of 92. So that is kind of an initial era. I also remember that uh, I had a black and white TV actually when I was a kid. So, so uh, 
So would you like to share any kind of a memorable instance through that experience that you've had? Well, there's a lot of experiences there. The one thing about working in, in, I guess, any career, but particularly for me in television, I remember, um, one, the idea of living my dream. The idea of going to work every day with my mouth wide open going, I can't believe I get to do this. Mm-hmm. That, that feeling, I know not everybody has the joy of experiencing that. And I feel very... Ge- thankful and grateful uh-huh. that I got to go on to work every day, uh, not only excited about what I got to do, but every day I learned so much. And part of the learning was not only working with great producers and great directors and, and great agency people, but also meeting fascinating people. I remember uh, meeting a number of celebrities, uh, you know, the Arnold Schwarzeneggers of the world, and I could go down a long, long list. Uh And I think the the thing that was, that encouraged me and made me feel stronger, even as as a human being, was to recognize that just because someone makes a lot of money, or they're famous, or they're celebrity, they made a movie, Uh they're just like you and me. Uh They really are. That people are people, and inside every human being is the desire to love and to be loved to do something that's meaningful, to do something that's fun, to think that can my life be used for something that has meaning and value. And uh, we get stirred up with the activity a lot. You know, I got to do here and I got to do there. But meeting so many people, including, you know, the president of the United States and working with him in his home, um, at that time it was President Clinton. um, And just meeting people, made me realize we're all people and that there's no reason that any of us should compare ourselves. Mm -hmm. Just be the best you you can be. Mm -hmm. And if you get to work at a cool job, even better. Yeah. Yes. That's great. And uh, one more important aspect of anybody's career journey is that, you know, that belief in giving back to the community and effective way of doing this volunteering. So, why do you think volunteering is important and would you like to share any your contributions to your different initiatives you are part of well i well a lot of my my idea of of giving or making a difference in the world really goes back to the my death experience uh-huh. and at the heart of it was this and um because i was on a pretty crazy train and I was doing a lot of celebrity work and I was traveling. Um, and I have uh, a wife, my high school sweetheart, mm-hmm. and five children. And wow. I was at a point where I was running around so much. I wasn't being the best husband and father I should be mm-hmm. because I was gone all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out how I could, uh, um, do a better job and I had an opportunity to do a documentary and when I did the documentary I got a distributor that said come to Nashville we're going to launch your product and it was on that flight to Nashville that my heart stopped and I had a pre-profound after-death experience Mm -hmm. but the biggest thing that affected me was the recognition that every day that we take a breath is a gift Mm -hmm. And if we have been given that gift, 
how can I use that gift as a gift for others? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's led to a lot of work in the nonprofit space. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one, I don't know if you can see behind me. Do you see Iron Man behind me? Um, I'm on a number of foundation boards and we use, we raise a lot of money for nonprofits. We produce shows for them. We produce media for them. We do messaging for them and we give it either give it completely or give it at a great, you know, discounted rate. Uh, But one of the boards that I'm on is uh, the Stan Lee foundation. And I'm not sure if a lot of your audience knows Stanley, but he was the founder of Marvel. He's the one who created Black Panther and Iron Man and the Avengers. And um, we're on a mission right now mm-hmm. to um, help every human being know that inside every flawed human being is a superhero waiting to emerge. Mm-hmm. And that every human being should be given the gift to be able to dream and to imagine and to really pursue their their wildest hopes and know that we want to create a world where that can be possible for them and to make sure those opportunities exist. Uh So that's, that in many ways is the gift that I pray that I am able to give every day. But ultimately I hope it's going to be part of my legacy that every human being deserves to be loved and honored and respected, not because of their class, their culture, their country, their race, how much money they make, but because of who they are, period. Yes. That's very true. If everybody understands that, thing actually uh, bring value to every single person then it would be like you know um, it, it is not too far to achieve that kind of a kindness as a culture and humanity as a race right yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's what it, it ended up motivating me so much that I ended up writing the book about it, uh-huh. and I wrote the book, The Seven Disciplines of Relationship Marketing, because every day we're in business, we're conducting transactions with people. Uh-huh. But imagine what it would be like if we really formed real relationships and genuinely cared. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I, I, I hope, I hope, I hope that it'll be part of a movement that everybody's heart will live that kind of way and can conduct business that way. Yes, yes, that's true. And it's really very uh, uh, great, actually, that you share this uh, through your own experience that, you know, how you landed up having that and uh, how it can benefit the outside world. So thank you so much. And you are doing great. And the way you are talking, actually, I just wanted to appreciate that because uh, I'm just feeling that I should learn that skill because the way you are speaking, is more or like you know I'm sitting in the some kind of you know big theater and uh, somebody's narrating me a story kind. So thank you so much. So that you know I will also learn some things from you uh, about you know how the way you are speaking. Mm-hmm. So moving towards one more segment we have is that uh, tips and advice for the uh, students and the aspirants like professionals who are looking to get into this field and grow in this field as well as looking to make this as a long-term career option. Uh, would you like to give any specific tips to the audience? Well, yeah. It, for I can just say that for me and what I, what I see when I'm hiring people and new people getting into this business, and the business, I'll just say, 
it's gigantic now uh -huh. because it's not just television. It's not just film. We're talking about the communication business uh -huh. and we're talking about using media as a way to amplify it. You know, uh -huh. so if someone, for example, is on a social media platform, they really have become a media entity. Uh -huh. um, uh, there's new things like have come out recently called Clubhouse that yep. people are jumping on. It's like, my goodness, this is giving everybody a radio show. Yeah. Everybody. So probably the biggest thing that I would encourage people is pursue it because it is true to your heart. Uh -huh. inside, inside of everybody, I really do believe, is a desire to love and be loved. Uh -huh. And a lot of times we will pursue things that might not be our passion, but we pursue it because we think it will get us to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. We'll do it because we think it'll make other people love us. We'll do it because we think if we get attention, then maybe we'll be important and valuable. And that's not the way to do it. Let me just tell you already, you uh -huh. are valuable. You are important. You are meaningful. Your life has value. So you don't need social media to be in this business to get it. You already are important. Mm -hmm. But if it stirs your heart the way it did for me in that high school class, mm -hmm. watching people and thinking what it would mean to have the privilege of impacting another life. There's two ways to get into this business. Mm -hmm. One is more the artistic side and one is the technical side. And so there's, there's uh, a lot of things you could do. Like for me, I went to college for it. Um, and you can, if there's a way that you can get involved in a higher learning place where you can either learn the technical side, mm -hmm. learn the artistic side, or find mentors who can teach you, then it's going to lead you on that path of doing it because you get good by doing, mm -hmm. you don't get good just by reading a book. And so I would encourage anybody who has a passion to do this to Whatever path that is, practice it. Find a way to do it and do it all the time. If you find yourself, for example, let's say you make videos. Mm -hmm. You find yourself doing it at 3 o'clock in the morning and 4 o'clock in the morning and time goes by and you have no idea where the time went because mm -hmm. you're so consumed in the art form, this might be for you because we're tapping into a deep passion that goes into the, your, your heart. Yep. And the more you do it, the more you do it, the better you'll get. And then it's just a matter of being able to expose your work in a way that will take you on whatever career path. Mm -hmm. Do you want to um, be an independent business person? Do you want to work for Walt Disney? Mm -hmm. Do you want to make motion pictures? Do you want to do television? Do you want to make a large presence on social media? Mm -hmm. um, all those things will unfold. And guess what? The options are limitless. Yeah. Limitless for those that become great at their craft. Wow. You have to become great at your craft. Uh -huh. And then the doors are all open. Yeah. I'm just feeling like, you know, I just keep listening to you all the time. Because it's so great, actually, to interact with you. And uh, you definitely have those skills to convince people or maybe, you know, uh, you are being in this digital marketing world, you mm -hmm. understand it very well. And this is like a best advice to have anybody to have actually 
to achieve what they want or pursue their passion or their interest. So thank you so much. And uh, toward, we are moving towards the end of the show, which is a leadership. So no doubt that you know you are truly leading your area of interest or the passion. So what is your leadership style and any specific leader that you always follow or admire and why? Well, there's a lot of leaders that I've learned from. And, and I'll tell you one thing about leadership style. You learn a lot about leadership also from bad leaders. <laughs> and, and, and you go through life long enough, you'll find some bad leaders. And it's not necessarily that people are bad, bad leaders, but it takes a while to become a good leader. And most of us are being led by people that are in the training process. And for that reason, it's tough, but we can use that as a lesson. And, and uh, someone asked me the other day about leadership. Uh-huh. And I always believe that, that a leader is kind of like the captain of a, a ship in a way. Uh-huh. In other words, I know where we're going. I need to be able to help the team know where we're going and more important, why we're going there. Uh-huh. You know, so a great leader has, uh, it's another thing I wrote about my book. It's called a mission manifesto. I can, as a leader, can clarify the purpose, the why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. I can profess with my team how we're going to get there. I can give them a vision for what it looks like when we get there. I can establish a pattern of values. Mm-hmm. That says, this, is the, this is what's important for us as a team, that how we're going to conduct ourselves. And, and we create what we call social covenants, how we're going to honor our team and our clients in our world. Mm -hmm. And then how do we set goals and hold each other accountable? So I'm constantly moving forward, but always looking to my family, those people that, and I call them family, uh, because I love, I love every member of my team. Mm -hmm. I, um, how can I make sure that I'm giving them the tools necessary for them to not only achieve this, But I think a great leader deeply cares about his people, mm-hmm. not yeah. just the outcome. Mm-hmm. So I look at that goal as a team that we need to accomplish, but I also look at each team member and say, who are you and what would be the fulfillment of your destiny? What would be the fulfillment of your greatest gifting? And to try to bring them in a place that allows them to realize that, to stretch, but not to be broken. Mm-hmm. to grow and to learn and, and hopefully try to give them the gift of excitement the same way I had when I walked in that TV station. Can I give that to them in some way about where we're going or how their life can be transformed by working together? Mm-hmm. So whether they stay with me or they end up leaving, I will know that I have played a role in helping them realize their best life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great, actually to have any such kind of a leaders more and more will have those kind of a leaders I think the world would be the better place to be in Mm -hmm. so thank you so much and that is really a truly inspirational leadership style to have Mm -hmm. and I really want to thank you to be you know first of all accepting the invitation and being the guest on the Sony Saturday Mm -hmm. and it was great connecting to you and thank you so much
Well, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been a joy getting to meet you face to face. And from here on, we're friends for life. You need anything, I am here for you. I'm one of your biggest fans. Thank you so much. That means hope audience will enjoy this episode. And uh, as per our new tradition, actually, I'm going to end this episode with a quote, which is from Bob Proctor. All the energy in the universe is evenly present in all places at the same time. We don't get energy. We release energy. And the green mechanism to release energy is desire. When you have a strong desire to do something, you will always have the energy to do it. So do have a desire to achieve your passion or career growth or leadership. And uh, on that note, I'm going to end this episode. See you guys in the next episode. Until we meet, happy leading. Let's live together. Stay safe. Bye for now.